This is Four Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. Margaret Air Fiend coming out. You stick on stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's gonna take a bump for this, he's gonna bump for it. I'ma take the bump for you. I'ma take the bump for you. Here listen eh. Here listen, fuck Gredo. Gredo's no here. Gredo's away on his holidays. He's away to Las Vegas. I'm Rob Florence. Welcome to Wrestling Daft. While the cat is away, the mice are going to play in the studio. And we brought in a special guest host. Who else could it be? We were thinking, who could we bring in as a guest host to cover for Gredo? It had to be the one and only promoter ICW, the man himself, the icon, Scottish icon. One Mr. Mark Dallas. Oh, mate, you're so good at that. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be back, mate. Welcome into the room. Well, back by um, public demand as well. We are very popular guest on the show. So it would be nice to get you back as a, a host and see um, see if you can get yourself into any more trouble with people. Because I buried I mean? folk and all that. And then I, I didn't even realise at the time because I was half asleep. I'd been I'd been touring all week and I was like, all right. Um, I thought it went well. And then when I left, I went, oh, no, I, I buried a few people. And then I was worried that I just got the feel the next morning I woke up like that you should tag Bob Holly and like some clip that you should took it and all of a sudden Bob Holly wants to pure batter me or something like that. So um I'd say to Gredo, I missed Gredo going, mate, can you can you tell them to maybe like no I mean put a clip up, but don't don't tag at Bob Holly, mate. Do you know what I mean? No, listen, listen, the good thing about this show is that you know, you can come on and you can say things about people and stuff like that, and the listeners hear it. But it doesn't get it doesn't get out beyond the listeners. It doesn't get back to anybody because our audience can't really write or spell or anything. Like that, so <laughs> really. uh, any news? What you been up to? Are you prepping for anything? Prepping for any big shows or anything like that? Absolutely, mate. We've got the Square Go coming up. I've got a show this this Sunday at the Garage in Glasgow, uh, ICW's Fight Club, our, our first show of the year. Really buzzing for that. Then we've got Gonzo, which is our new wee sort of brand that is running shows that are. Uh, the training facility, GPW training facility, the asylum. That's going to be on the 1st of February. 2nd of February is, of course, the square goal, which is our own version of the Royal Rumble. But for a wee added twist, the winner gets a contract to, like a money in the bank sort of thing where they can cash in mm. any time on any of the title holders. It's always interesting. And on top of that, five people are selected at random to come up with five random weapons. So we've kind of... I jazzed up the, the the Royal Rumble a wee bit in a rain sort of glaze with style. And you're in white, and are there still tickets available for that? There is. There's uh, limited tickets available. I think seats wise, it might be like eight, ten seats. So the seats are pretty much gone. And then as far as the standing section going, I think it's about two hundred tickets left, right. which is not a lot for the size of the venue. So um, I'd advise people to get them. Get moving. Aye, because this show more often than not sells out every year. So. And what are the results going to be? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know I've tried that before, man? I've started to text people that work for the WWE. Remember when like some of the betting sites used to Aye. do bets for like? Do you know Dara Mania? Can you not bet on it man. I know Paddy Power and people like I used to date and William Hill at one point, didn't it? And I text Drew one year, going, mate, this was years ago. Like, 
Clip of wink here. Aye, is there, a, is there a sheet backstage that says what the matches are and who's winning? Aye. Can you send me a cut of them? I'll half you in with the money. He doesn't need it, but I could have done it at the time, mate. Do you know what I mean? We hung up on bet on. I always thought it was weird that betting places did that, that let you bet on on the wrestling. Are the odds shite? Is that a thing? Aye, no, no, it's, you can, it's like a football game. You can bet on who wins. Aye. Listen, I just want to see here, by the way, we've got a cracking guest, just before we get any further here. A cracking guest this week, we've got Rudo himself, formerly Red Lightning, Rudo. Um, for ICW is going to be in the studio ways and I'm saying he's going to be in the studio ways but he's actually fucking sitting up in the studio with the new as they're talking so I keep when I'm talking I keep talking to him as well but he's not <laughs> supposed to be here right so I keep turning around and looking at him right so if, if things start to sound weird it's just because he's sitting in the corner of the room just staring at me um, <laughs> but you can put um, you, you can put bets on anything right you're meant to be able to walk into your bookies and say can you do me odds on Aye, there's website uh, there's twitter pages for certain bookies where you can go give me the odds on and come up with anything Aye. and they'll but be could, the odds could you on know it. go in and try and put a bet on ICW Square Go could you not do it or could you get could you not get somebody to go in get one of the, well, one of the young trainees to go in a very interesting point there get a trainee to go in Put a bet on, or, or all the trainees to all go into a different bookies. I'm like the Bruce Grobler of professional wrestling. <laughs> I, I mean, how could anybody prove it? Who can they prove it? I know, and it's just weird, doing it? It's like, we all know it's like a, a show, so how can that be legal? That right, could, that? could somebody do that? Could one of the listeners, there's a wee challenge to one of the listeners, could one of the listeners please go into our bookies and try and put a bet on the square go? Try and put a bet on, right? <laughs> on that and see if you can get odds for it and stuff, right? I'd be interested to hear. If you could do that, um, I've got no real. New, I get engaged yesterday. I've got no real. Well, I mean, start that again, mate. No wrestling news. No wrestling news. No wrestling related news. Just life news. Um, got engaged yesterday, so that's very exciting. Um, very very exciting. I'm going to get married. I'm going to get married. Congratulations, mate. mate. Thank you very much. I'm very pleased. So I'm a wee bit, and I'm a wee bit hungover today as well. I have to say <laughs> uh, after that, but it's fine. It's fine. It's good. I'm glad there's a there's ICW representatives here when I'm at, when I'm feeling hungover. It feels right. That's it, it mate. Feel, it feels right. You're uh, amongst friends. You're exactly. amongst friends. Exactly. Right. So we've got some. We always do a wee bit of uh, just letting you know, Dallas. We do have a wee bit of correspondence comes in because the listeners are always trying to get involved. Not that, you know. What I mean, they want just want their names read out and stuff. Right. Well, Hazy has got in touch. Wants to say congratulations on Rab's engagement. Thanks very much, Hazy. You're the one listener who has sent your congratulations. Thank you. You have one listener of the week, and he suggests. I get married at ICW, so I can sit my fiance. But well, it says actually says here, so he, I can sit on my fiance's shoulders and pretend that I'm Miss Elizabeth. No, I'm reading it right. I'm reading it right. No, it's me. It's Miss Elizabeth. Um, I know I wouldn't have a wedding in an ICW ring. I wouldn't have a wedding in a wrestling ring. It's a dangerous, dangerous thing to do. Never goes well. Never goes well. I would love for a wrestling show sometime to have a wedding and the just wedding just goes you out have smoothly. Overseen a wedding in ICW I have. before. Aye. Aye, aye, that's yeah, right. I and have. that didn't go swimmingly. And that didn't go swimmingly. <laughs> no. Um, so uh, even though Grado is after Vegas, Greg Clark has been in touch. Right. Asking for an update on Grado's hoop, and we've tried to get in touch with Grado to get some, you know, some colon-related uh, chat for him. But listen, that guy's that guy's having a well-earned rest. He's going to be. I mean, it could be did by now, Grado. I think could be did face down in a swimming pool by now. Um, but I'm sure he's just having a. I'm I mean, sure he's he, just having a great time. You see his Instagram posts, his stories all the time. It's just all food, food, food. Mm-hmm. Oh, it looks incredible. Aye, but his hoop just must be in tatters, mate. It must be. Aye, I can't even imagine. What it must be like. Um, thanks again to regular correspondent Pablo's Vault of Horror. 
who has joined the campaign last week to get shredded for the summer. Oh, God, I forgot about that campaign. Yeah. I forgot me and Grado launched a campaign to get absolutely shredded for the summer. We're going to gear off and look in the best shape of our lives by the summer. Seen the weight that Grado lost. He has lost some of it. It's insane, weight. isn't it? Do you yeah. know he's actually worried about the fact that he's lost so much weight? He was talking to somebody the other day and he was like, uh, oh, no, I have a lost tons of weight. I better go and eat. I wait hunters in Vegas, and it's like, no, you don't need to put the weight back on, mate. No. Like you're looking good. No, but he thinks that's part of his persona. Oh, of course, mate. Of course, but it, 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 he's bigger than that, mate. He doesn't need to, he do that. But I, it's just um, it's that weird thing you get in wrestling sometimes, isn't it? Where you, you, you get a guy who's a heavier guy who thinks, like, if I lose weight and get into shape, I'm going to have to turn heel. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like only bad guys. But uh, Pablo's Volta Horror has joined the campaign. He's photoshopped me and Grado's head onto the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. Very good. Thanks for spending. Uh, two minutes of your time doing that. <laughs> I really appreciate it. It looks good. Who am I? I'm, a Ho- I'm Hogan. That's right. Well, okay, I'm the racist one. Uh, I hope you've all been putting those hours in. Uh, as we look to make the Wrestling Daft podcast, we're going to look like we've got the body of Finn Balor by the start of the summer. Here, he's got some body, ain't he? Finn uh, Balor, what the fuck is going on there? I, I mean, it's... How do you even do that? It doesn't even look human, mate. How do you do that? I mean, obviously, of, I'm seeing you again, a fucking... Andy's sitting in the room. <laughs> Rudo's sitting over there. He's not here. Blank him. Dallas, you've seen Finn Balor in the flesh more times than most people. I mean, he looks that good in real life, doesn't he? Oh, mate, it's no, it's no a facade. It's no a, a CGI or anything. Any effects? Aye, mate. And it's like, I just think, he must, there's certain people that you go, you, you, majority of your life must be just spent in a gym. Aye. But there's things like that. Big, big Drew, Drew uh, McIntyre, like, I remember, like, when he was younger, if you were, like, sitting talking to him, like, on, on a night out, like, he'd be having a pint with you, but he'd have a bum bag on, and he'd be talking, looking at you, but he'd zip the front bit open and just pull it, like, a crunch a, a rusk or something, I don't know, into, like, a yoghurt, eat it, and then have a banana, and, and you're just like, mate, we're in the pub, and he'd be like, aye. aye. By the way, in about an hour, I need to go to the gym for 20 minutes, right, but there's one in the corner, and I'll be back, and you're just like... Fuck, aye. You know what I mean? So it's like, the people that are built like that, it must just be... That's your life. It's her job, isn't Aye. it? It's her job. No for me. It's not my job. Aye. A question for Jimbo18 on Twitter. He has asked, why does Rab bury Alistair Black every time he gets mentioned on the show? Boy is class. You know, you need to... It's very unprofessional, William. I shouldn't be burying him. He, you need to separate uh, the guy for the wrestler. The guy for the wrestler. You need to... You so whether you know, like the wrestler or the guy? Both of them. <laughs> 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 no, he's, he's... Obviously, he's really good. Right, if, if I was going to be critical of Alistair Black, the, the wrestler, I would say his character's just a bit of a snooze for me. It's a bit of a snooze, all right? And I, I don't like the whole fucking sitting down thing in the ring. And all right? I hated it. See, when he had that match with Buddy Murphy and they both sat down and looked at each other, I just mm-hmm. thought to myself, they just look like a pair of wanks down there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Bruiser Brody would have fucking walked up and just kicked their heads off if they were sitting in the ring like at the start of a match. I get your logic. I get your logic. Do you know what I mean? a contest. You might be fighting each yeah, other. Yeah, what are they doing? You shouldn't that be showboating like Weird pose off. Aye. In a fucking thing. Aye. Um, no, but obviously he's really good. Listen, don't take anything I do or say on this show seriously. If I say Alistair Black's a wank, um, then I don't necessarily mean that, but I might mean it. After Gaz's mum, Teresa, I mean it. After Gaz's mum, Teresa messed up Grado's catchphrase last week. Let's hear this clip. Set it as yourself. Uh, it's your, go on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, went, we went one further this week and uh, Gaz got his mommy Teresa to give Hulk Hogan a go. Here's Hulk Hogan's catchphrase. What are you going to do when Hulkamania has the largest arms in the world runs rings on you? <laughs> runs rings. <laughs> runs rings on you. So this could be a new... Can we get Teresa on every week to do a catchphrase? Yeah. 
So if you're up for that, Teresa, she sounds like she sounds like she's steaming. By the way, then maybe they'll have me get her drunk first. Can you play it again? I can always tell when a mammy's steaming. What you gonna do when Hulkamania has the largest arms in the world runs rings on you? Aye, she's she's like a cut of baby shams, isn't she? Fucking hammered. Um, if you, listen, if you fancy it, grab your maw, get her to do your favourite wrestling catchphrase, and we'll play it out in the show. Can I just imagine your maw fucking these forty year old guys going up to their maw, going, "Maw, going to do a wrestling catchphrase for me." Maw's going, "I fucking suppose I better do this for the boy." Shaking, shaking my head. Um, I do think it sounds like one of the greatest segments for a podcast ever. It's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> you can uh, do that by sending it to us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Instagram at Wrestling Daft Podcast, and just. Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Oh, email us a voice clip or a video to wrestlingdaft at gmail.com because we, we use email as well. We did we it all, didn't we? <laughs> you know, every week on the show, Dallas, we like to take a look at a good and bad a professional wrestling. Plenty of good in professional wrestling. Plenty of bad, mate, I know. Always oh, plenty aye. of bad. Oh, aye. This week's no exception. So, you know, what are you burying and putting over? You want to bury or put over in? You're in a very, very difficult political situation here. You need to be careful what you say. <laughs> but you know what? You know what I want to put over? I want to put over the sheer, um, I was going to say velocity, but agility of uh, Kevin Owens. Mm. Uh, did you see that spot? Oh, Aye, no. I did. Mate, I did. What a gif. Aye. I, it just, he can fair shift for, for his size. And I just think things like that, like wrestling is all about. I mean, there's so many matches now. There's so many storylines. It's wee moments that just stick in your brain, and that just seems like one of the moments. It was just, I thought it looked class. A little Tony Hawk, pro skater, mate. He really (laughs) did. (laughs) He really won me over because I'll be honest here, I'm a wee bit of a. I have a bit of a difficulty sometimes with wrestlers, and it's just a really old fashioned thing. I think it's just like programming for when I was a wee guy. You think this, that Kevin Owens maybe looked like somebody's been in bed with their missus, they've heard a knock down the stair, they're like, you better go down and check that. The guy's went to check in a living room, but all of a sudden he's walked out into an arena, like, oh shit, I better just go with us. Exactly that. And he's became a professional wrestler. (laughs) Exactly (laughs) Exactly that. Particularly, like, just the stuff he wears and stuff like that is, you know what I mean? So it just took me a wee, it just took me a minute to fucking... But, you know, I think he's great. Yeah, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's obviously he's fucking brilliant. great, you know what I mean? Absolutely he's brilliant. brilliant. Andy's like, he, he, it seems like he can fucking do anything as well. Seems like they can do, they, they can give him anything. He's one of the guys that's still got that coolness, where there's a lot of wrestlers like He that, does. Uh, he's got that it factor. Anyway, good one. Uh, are you burying anybody? I don't know what to bury. Don't do there's then, so many things to bury in there. I'll come back to you. I'll I know, still, well, I will. And it will man. Just don't do it. Right, well, what you want to bury? Um, well, first of all, I want to put over NXT UK TakeOver, which was a, a really good show. See, I don't know if that fell into this week. I know it happened at the weekend there. I know, aye. it's kind of... Aye. I should have probably done that there, shouldn't I? No, but that's, I'm probably going to get texts now. I was going to do it, though, and aye. I said to you before, aye. to be fair, to let you into the secrets of the podcast <laughs> game, I said before the bit that I was going to say that, so Dallas had to choose something else, and now it looks like he snubbed all his mates. I know, we'll say don't. <laughs> Text me, man. Go but after it was that. a it was a great show, wasn't it? It was a cracking show. It was a cracking show. Had a lot of um, like I, I like the way I like the way Joe and Walter had been built over the past couple of weeks or the past couple of months. It just a big match like that, your main event. You want it to feel like the belt could change hands. If you don't feel like the belt could change hands, then nobody's going to get fully invested. And I felt like when you were watching that in the lead up to it and watching it, you were like, this belt might change hands. It might happen. And then the ladder match was great. Uh, the the women's uh, triple threat match mm-hmm. was, was like that. Um, aye. And it's just nice, isn't it, when you could see 
because I was like, I was watching it and I was on Twitter and I was looking and you could see that everybody was loving it, which is good. Aye. I mean, like everybody outside, no just... I mean, NXT across the board, NXT in America, NXT UK seems to have this um, a lot more goodwill than other uh, brands in the WWE for your internet community Aye. because I think it's geared more towards your hardcore wrestling fan. I don't mean fans that want to see like death matches. I mean somebody that's pure watches wrestling Aye, religiously. That they shows clearly are geared more towards them than maybe Raw or SmackDown, in my Aye. opinion. And that's how I think they universally seem to get a lot of good like replies on social media. No, and stuff definitely, like that. definitely. They love it. They fucking love it. Um, what I'm going to bury is uh, Tessa Blanchard said. My niece, Isla Dawn, get involved in it. I mean, I, I know I'd heard about Tessa, obviously, fame my niece, and, you know, the fact that she just didn't, what, what can I say here? That she didn't sound like the most supportive individual. Aye. <laughs> Let's say. Right. So, what I'm burying, though, here isn't, isn't her. I wouldn't do that. But what I will bury is the notion of you need to be careful, I think, in life. You need to be careful to come out and make these grandiose statements about stuff when there are people that know what your true nature is. The thing is, though, you know like, what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know there's. It's like you, you're saying you don't want to bury her, but maybe like the she she should be buried in a wee bit, mate. Because the way I see it is, I people learn from mistakes, and I maybe somebody say it was like one incident, mm-hmm. but doesn't you know? You say there's no smoke out fire, but smoke is billowing out of this situation, aye, mate. Aye, like aye. there's smoke oil, the gaff, like. It's multiple times. No, and I can see. I mean, you can take it. Hopefully, from, she learns from it. Aye, but still. But it, it doesn't suggest what that is she has learned it? anything. Exactly. From the fact mate. that even a response to it and stuff like that. Um, I mean, and I, and I can see. Obviously, with these situations, sometimes you see it and you kind of go, "Well, what is the truth there?" But obviously, I can see. I can be a. I can verify uh, that it was like you know. I can remember a couple of years ago when Courtney was talking about. You know, when I was saying, and how's it been? How is how has everybody been and stuff like that? And she was like, there's this lassie, I can Tessa, remember it. I and can she's remember. a fucking nightmare and absolutely, she's horrible. You know what I mean? Um, so, so that's true. And I was glad that it was, it was braver, uh, Isla Dawn speaking out about it as well, because it's difficult to kind of speak out about that kind of stuff. Mate, it was a big incident, clearly, in her life. And it takes a lot of courage to uh, expose it. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Spray Paint Scott wants to put over Steiner's promo on NWA this week. Exactly what I wanted to see for Big Popper Pump. Attacking the live audience like no other can. I fucking love NWA Power, by the way. Hey, I was wanting to bring this up. I watched it the other day. I've been watching it every week. I have wrestling on. There's so much wrestling on all the time. I've wrestling in the background in the office, but I genuinely make a point to stop what I'm doing and watch uh, NWA Power. I, I don't know what... There's some that's... The promos are great. It Aye. looks unique. It's also a wee bit cheesy, which in a uh-huh. weird way I kind of like. Right. I don't know. Like, I, I'm very interested to see how they go forward. Like, because it's a retro vibe, but it's going to need, they want it going for years, obviously. They must have a game plan, and I'm, I'm intrigued to see what it is. But it just it feels, it feels different. It feels good. And talking about Steiner, Steiner looks in a lot better shape than the last time I saw him. I think it was like Impact a couple of months ago, right, right? six months ago. Did not look good at all. Looked really skinny. He looked like Potter Pump again, which is great because I'll probably try and book him now. No great, well, no, aye. no great for his heart, but aye. but great for us. <laughs> no, good. no great for his A. But I, I mean, I just think NWA Power's brilliant because I thought this year would be about I'm going to be watching um, AEW and I'm going to be watching WWE and I'm going to be watching NXT and I'm going to be seeing how these 
entities play off each other and stuff like that. I just fucking didn't anticipate for one minute that I'd be looking forward to NW Power. I, it uh, just I, came out of the blue. Exactly. Everything that I, you're exactly right. You expected that this big wrestling was going to happen, and this was just. We knew it was happening, but nobody was paying any attention to it. Uh, and the weird thing is that it's came out the gate. Another weird, the other weird thing that the, the thing I would worry about if I was AEW is that um, their their position was we're the cool wrestling show, Aye. right? And something just feels cooler about NW Power as well, you know, just because it's kind of underground that has that throwback style Definitely. and just it, it just feels cooler and it feels more like the people that are into wrestling and in the know might start to just gravitate towards that a wee bit more just because it's so different and well it's so, getting and decent you know numbers I mean? on it yep. it's getting really, really good numbers on YouTube like to, 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 on our 200,000 like on the night when it happens so Aye. throughout the week it must it must bloom right up and that's, that's and it just lot. feels like it's the one show that can be more unpredictable than any of the other ones it can be just a bit more surprising you know what I mean and it's because they, they go for such a stripped back feel that when something does happen out with the matches or them doing the promos, that it catches your attention. Aye. And it's so it's like they're not giving you too much in every episode, which is like a problem sometimes. Um with certain shows, like they try to throw too much at you, like hot shot booking, it's called. Yeah. Like yep. they're just trying to give them everything. And they they feel like there's a nice pace to it. Aye. Right, well well we put it that way big time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <There. laughs> Um, Scott wants to put over WWE as a whole this past week NXT UK TakeOver was a men's class episode of Raw um, and he wants to bury the 2K game WWE 2K finally bought 2K20 for buttons after months of bad reviews and still feel like I get bumped well why would you buy it after months of bad reviews you well, fucking idiot let me give you a wee tip there what's his name I bought it as well let me give you a wee tip see if you don't want to play that but you like the old games you like sort of the N64 games that were great to play the N- WCW no NWO yep. mate all that Apparently, I was looking this up the other day. I've no downloaded it yet, but I was watching a video on YouTube about it last night. Some some fans have completely remade the game. It's no a reskin. It's not like they took the game and just put new characters in it. Right. It's got its own like we sort of quests where you need to unlock characters. It's called WCW Feel the Bang. Really. And it's got all the arenas feel like early WCW. Like when it finished, it's got like all, every wrestler you can think of for WCW, but Ultimate Warrior, everybody, like even guys that were only in it for a wee bit. It looks amazing, mate. I'm, I'm, I need to try that. It sounds absolutely cracking, but it's it's um, it's free, so it's on. You can download it on PCs and stuff. Like I that. need to try that. Aye? That sounds good. So there you go. There's a wee tip for you, mate. Check out one out. Check out one out. All of wrestling computer games. We need to do something about wrestling computer games one day on on this show on on an episode. Um, Pablo wants to put our Drew McIntyre stroke Galloway starting to look like he's finally getting that rocket strapped on. And the three two one Claymore is going over huge. Um, it could be Drew's year, big year for Drew. You think? I think it's only a matter of time, mate. Like I'm surprised it's I'm surprised it's not happened yet. Could have a shot in the rumble. You think? I I would if I was putting a bet on. <laughs> <laughs> I would put a bet on him. Right I old. definitely would. Um, and Pablo wants to bury Impact Wrestling for going ahead with the title change before Dane an internal investigation. Right here, on, here's nah. this one here. Right, I was I've been as for a promoter standpoint, right. When the news broke with this, I was like, oh, this is a difficult one. Right. So you've got the bad guy who's been battering the woman. Mm-hmm. You've got the woman who's a bully. Mm-hmm. What do you do there? So you've already had him beat her. Yep. To your outside looking. Because there'll be fans that just watch it on the telly. Not everybody is Not invested. everybody's up on this, no. Exactly. So what do you do? You can't have him beat the woman that he's been battering. No. He's been he's been knocking her about like no. backstage, not as like on on camera, like. W- but then at the same time, how much 
with what she'd done, I was just like, I do not envy being in that book meeting. Like, I'm thankful. I just God, think that it, isn't me, mate. I just think it's you know the the story is the story. You know what I mean? And I, I think if you were doing any other telly program, if you were doing you know EastEnders or you were doing, you wouldn't you wouldn't change the script of the story because exactly. the actor is you know is a bully or a, a hang me. You wouldn't you know it's, it's separate things. Um, Sean Conlon wants to put over Alistair Black. Why the guy hasn't won a title yet is beyond me. Um, <laughs> You're not funny in the way you. Listen, I'd, I'd be fucking raging if I put a title on a guy and he fucking sat down in the ring with a title on. <laughs> hate it. He, he, wants used to, to, he used to sit down in an ICW ring all the time, so I'm treading very carefully <laughs> with what I say about, about Tommy. Um, as to Barry Mojo Riley, the guy is awful. Why is he with WWE? Why is he with WWE, Dallas? With Mojo. Right, uh, wages, mate. Like, everybody thinks this is the older I get, the more I think about this, right? Storylines are great, man. Disney put food on the table. Maybe that guy's making a shit ton of money and he's mm. just gone, well, I've got this contract. I'm getting paid mad coin. I might as well just ride this to the wheels fall off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go to this boat capsizes or well, whatever. And you know also, what I mean? like, people just don't understand sometimes as well like there's guys that you just you have on a show and they sell a decent amount of merch and the numbers just stack up and you know I mean, what I mean there's all that as well just WWE's well done now like so so the same logic people are going oh but the, the ratings are doing in America and stuff like that and you're like but as a, they're making more money than they've ever made Aye. so they're running a business I'm sorry you don't like the storyline storylines are important I get that it's a, it needs to be a good TV show but you're just like do you not get that the, the bottom line for, for Vince McMahon is to make as much money as he can. Yeah. He does not, and he's good at it. I, it mate, exactly. Like, and and that's that's so, what's so weird about it. It's like so everybody always thinks, oh, he's knowing a good storyline. This guy, so he should leave. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. like, I, I mean, most people don't like their, their nine to five job. Aye. But if they're getting paid, they're not just going to go. Well, I don't like cleaning the flare, so I'm I'm out of here. That's no, not how it works, mate. Um, Louise Westy wants to put her Joe Coffee for his performance in NXT UK TakeOver. Uh, Stephen Keane wants to put her Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin. Excellent match. And he wants to bury the Raw fist fight. Why the fuck are the rules in a fist fight? Surely they should be just knocking <laughs> seven bells at each other. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. I fucking hate that. You can see that quite a lot in wrestling where it's like, there's no rules, no holes barred. Here's the rules. <laughs> that kind of stuff goes on. Neil Logan wants to put all the Memphis Legends segment on AEW Dark. They looked like they were having a great time just being there. And he wants to bury Triple H's comments about Paige. Oh. Well, that is a bad comment he made, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 that's what I meant to say about that, do you know what I mean? What, I mean, that's a weird, that's no light Triple H, is it? I... I mean, I don't know the guy that well. So he looked like, fucking knackered in that interview, I, by the way. It just seems like the guy said something throwaway that he's no thought is... Maybe he doesn't know as much of the backstory as Paige as you would assume. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, five years ago this happened to Paige. It's like, does he 100% know that that is the case? Because he uh, doesn't strike me as the sort of guy that if he knew, would have said that. I don't know. You know what no, I mean? No, it seems like a weird lapse of judgment for him. And I think sometimes... A hundred percent. A lapse of judgment. I've done live things, right? I, I did a, I did a live thing not that long ago, um, maybe about six months ago, and I was absolutely fucking knackered when I did it. Right, I was knackered with like the way it had been up all night and stuff like that. And I remember I did the live thing and I made a joke, and it wasn't like, but I was never near as bad as what Triple H said. But I made a joke that was like an off-color joke 
that the Aye. minute it came out of my mouth, I was kind of like, oh, I wish I hadn't fucking said that. You know what I mean? And it happens sometimes. It's not like, but so you've it's said not it, like, it? Of, yeah, it's not like, of, you know, any malice or anything like that. But just sometimes it's like, because you're on autopilot a wee bit and you're knackered. And, you know, when you're getting, doing an interview and stuff like that, he's probably talking about the same shit he's always talking about and stuff like that. You go on autopilot a wee bit and things can slip out. This isn't to defend it. He apologised, you know, and I'm sure everybody can move on. That's, you know, maybe I could be right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to keep listening. I need to keep myself right with Triple H just in case I ever get booked in a fucking world title match. I have any. Still uh, I still dream. I still dream it. Do you know what I mean? The good heart, you never know. <laughs> um, Fraser Smith wants to put over MJF on his phone while DDP was cutting the start of his promo. Just a little touch showing his indifference to anyone but himself. Very good character work every fucking week for that guy. And wants to bury the dark order. I just don't care. And if they can't convince the fallen angel to join, should anyone else? Yeah, I don't really care about the Dark Order either. I'll Agreed. Agreed. Well, agreed Aye. on that. We're burying the Dark Order. That's our last, our last motion of the day is the Dark Order are buried. Shite. Now, stick a pony in your pocket, stick a suitcase on the van. Fucking the idea. This has been written for me, this bit. What is that? Is this a reference to something? It's only if it was the horses theme. Oh, fuck, so it is. Is it? Is that the lyrics to the Only Fools and Horses thing? Stick a pony in your pocket, I'll fetch the suitcase from the oh, van. Ah, oh, hell no! Hey, if you're fucking referencing <laughs> it, get it fucking right, mate. Now I know what it is. Right, uh, but if you want the best, if you I know this bit, if you want the best <laughs> and you don't ask questions, then head to the Wrestling Daft merch stand. There you'll find a whole range of cool t-shirts with some of the catchphrases from our first 10 episodes. Monetizing the first 10, only 10 episodes and we're monetizing it. Including Margaret Erefiend, chips, cheese and donor meat. <laughs> Am I going to take the bump for you? And crud, which was said by Grado in one episode. You need to have that t-shirt, guys. You know, you need to, so you can explain it to people. Explain it to your, go on your Tinder date and explain why you're wearing a crud <laughs> t-shirt. You can check out all the designs by heading to shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft now, or check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at wrestling daft, banging on about it constantly on Twitter. And if you did buy a t-shirt, please send us a picture on social media so we can feature you in our Hall of Fame. Thanks to Andy Downs at Afterlife Designs for buying an Am I Gonna Take the Bump for Your Tea in green and white. Green and white as well, did he? Aye. A good Timmer. A good Timmer, Andy Downs. Right, Andy Downs, if any Rangers fans want to batter him, Andy Downs uh, works at Afterlife Designs. <laughs> and uh, Scott Patterson uh, got a Margaret Elzefine t-shirt. Both are going straight into the Hall of Fame. Straight in. Uh, and listen, you can enter the Hall of Fame Melon once, so come on. You can get my t-shirts. <laughs> my fucking Ric Flair's in a Hall of Fame about fucking 20 times. So forget the fact it's January. Add some merit to that credit card bill. It's only money. It doesn't matter what. It's the worst that can happen. You go bankrupt. Trump's been bankrupt about 10 times and he's the president of the United States. So get your fucking t-shirts at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. I can't stress enough that there's no backslashes allowed. You just made the list! Right, folks, well, the Royal Rumble is just around the corner. Royal Rumble takes place on the day of my daughter's 13th birthday, on the 26th of January, uh, which is cool because she's going to stay up and watch the Rumble ways. We'll maybe put some bets on. Oh, um, man. We'll get loads of food in. We'll watch it. Keep her off school the next day. Fucking don't, don't grass me in. Keep her off school the next day and all that, you know what I mean? So she can recover uh, for the Royal Rumble. Uh, I love the Royal Rumble. My favourite pay-per-view of it's the year. Dynamite, mate. It's always been my favourite. Aye. I think some years I actually like it more than Mania. Like, I, the oh, Rumble, yeah. I've never thought... Mania's too long. No, it is, man. Mania's too long now. <laughs> Aye, 100%. Crazy. I Aye. don't know what's happening with that. 
Um, but it's just around the corner of the Royal Rumble, and part of its charm is some of the surprise entrants that turn up. You know, Honky Tonk Man, Diesel, AJ Styles, Batista. There's always something to talk about. There's always a wee surprise, isn't there? Well, sometimes there isn't a surprise, and people are a bit disappointed, but I think there might be a surprise or two this year. Uh, and so, then our list of wrestling daft is our beautiful guest host, Mark Dallas, is going to go through his wee 3 2 1 of potential surprise rumble entrance that you would like to see coming in in this rumble take it away Dallas well number three the first one that I want to pick in my opinion I would love to see and I know it's very unrealistic but I would love to see Stone Cold Steve Austin oh my god Uh oh are you ready for some rattlesnake what So Stone Cold, right? I know it sounds very unrealistic, oh, mate. but mate, mate, I'm no giving up hope. I'm, I refuse to give up hope that one day Stone Cold will get into a wrestling ring. No, the older he gets, the more likely it is going to be that it's no going to be a match. However, he has said multiple times that he is in the best shape like he's been in in like the past twenty year, right? His his neck's a lot better than it was. See, when he what left you were going to say was there was the best shape he's like. I know, I know. Mate, the guy snapped his fucking it. he snapped his fucking neck, mate. Yep. He clearly knows his uh, spruce Aye. as he was when he was twenty, mate, or sprightly. But he's uh, the, the thing that I always always thought about with this right is like right. So say it's not a match, but he's got to do something physical. But well, what's the best thing for him to do? And because he still dra- he, like he, he does stunners like a gone at a fashion stunner Aye. daft. Yeah, is right. Can you, ima- can you imagine the Royal Rumble, right? It's Kevin Owens and a bunch of heels in there at the end, right? And fucking Stone Cold comes out and the two of them set to stun on that. The pop, can't. mate. It would be fucking the, unreal, wouldn't it? And I would, I would mark out of that. I would heavy mark out of that. I'm actually marking out right now just hinting at the possibility, mate. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? I love Stone Cold, man. He's Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's so, so cool. And it's like, there is other people like The Rock would be great and all that. But like, the fact that Stone Cold... Is one of the only guys that kind of retired and then never done, never done another match. But is, also, nobody. You're talking about a, a Royal Rumble here, like that fucking the, the glass breaking. Nothing would have that impact to create mate. a pop. That I can't think of. Even even the Rock, I don't think. I think that fucking how horrible would be. How horrible would it be though? If I always remember the time where I remember years you wanted Bret Hart to come back, and then when he did come back, we we three quarter line shots and walked out, Aye. and because it was the crowd was all wins. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the pop that you'd always envisioned in your head. Like, no, you'd no, no. Thought people would be greeting, screaming, shaking their pals in the crowd. It wasn't like that. That's the thing. You just need to pick the right time and the right place, didn't you, for it to happen? Oh, I don't imagine know. Stone Cold came out, mate, and it was that. I think I'd, I think I'd be done I'd with wrestling, mate. mate. I'd leave the business. <laughs> Go get an old job, mate. It's no for me anymore. No. I don't know what this business is anymore. If Stone Cold can't get a pop, mate. <laughs> What's your number two? Number two is somebody that has been rumoured to actually potentially be coming back this year in this match, and it is Edge. Edge has obviously been on the shelf for several years now, had to retire due to his injuries. However, the rumour is 
and it's been said in a lot of different places, so it seems like it's pretty legit. It's an exclusive. Aye, I, I, I don't think it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's an exclusive. Don't say it's been seen anywhere else. Uh, is that he's um, been cleared by WWE have got certain tests that they date wrestlers, and if mm-hmm. they don't pass the test, they're not allowed to perform. And apparently he's passed the tests. And Edge, isn't he? I mean, he's been about for years, but he's still not that old, in incredible shape. He's Edge. Aye. He's cool. I would like, if that music hit... That would be amazing, wouldn't Aye, that'd be a, a beast there, Pop. I know, man. But, uh, aye, but Stone Colder. <laughs> How good was Stone Cold? How good did Stone Cold? Imagine Edge came out. Everybody went, "Man, well, this is the best from whatever." Then Stone Cold came out and just stunned him. Oh fuck! Clean out his boots, man. I'd love it. I'd love it. What's your number one, though? Um, number one, and this is in no particular order because I should probably have put Stone Cold at number one if that was the case. <laughs> is uh, Tyson Fury? Well, ladies and gentlemen, anyone who has followed the career of Tyson Fury knows that this is vintage Tyson Fury. He is a bundle of charisma. He's outspoken. He's controversial. And he always wants to be on the main stage. Yeah, of course, because we've not really seen any of since the, the, the big fucking... He's trained at, at the performance centre. He's had a match. Mm-hmm. He knows what you... Remember the year Sha- Shaquille O'Neal came out in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal? Aye. And you all wanted to see it until he actually went and done the double choke slam. And you're like, Aye, you oh, that's Aye. awful. Whereas Tyson Fury... When you saw that match him, you're like, oh, he can, he can move about, he can do like basic stuff and that. It would be interesting. He's very relevant. Yep. A lot of people like him. His backstory and all that. I think... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised pop. to see him at Mania, right? I wouldn't be surprised exactly. to see him involved at Mania. So. But imagine it's like, oh no, I'm, I'm the champ of the world and I'm going to show up and try and become the wrestling champ of the world. Whatever. Magic. I mean, it's just, if I, was, if I was booking it and he's worked with him recently, I'd be going, here mate, do you feel fancy... Doing this as well, and then even if he is doing a hang at Mania, then you have whoever he's doing a hang with Mania put him out or something. Aye, and then you've got your backstory. Imagine, right there. imagine he came out of Royal Rumble and he was like, "I'm, a, I'm a champion of the world. I'm, I'm the like the the, 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 baddest, the baddest guy in the planet." And fucking then Stone Cold came then Stone out. Stone Cold came out. <laughs> 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 fucking brilliant, man. Brilliant. Aye, that's good. Do you think there's any chance? Is there any chance of Ronda Rousey coming back in the Women's Royal Rumble? I, I went to rule it out because she was supposed to have left to have babies, right? But she's no, it's not happened yet, so it's got to be a chance, right? It's got to be a chance. Aye, um, like they always. I mean, how many? I know that the women's roster is the biggest it's ever been, but you still need some star power on that. So you see uh-huh. Trish and people action up. Yep. So even if it's a one half, that could be one of your surprises for the, the women's <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's see. But <laughs> possible. Let's see what uh, the punters are thinking. Uh, Kev McGee, Bray Wyatt, and his Firefly Funhouse gear. Why would that be a surprise? He wins it and goes on to challenge the Fiend at Mania. Right, okay. Where we have twenty minutes of him just throwing himself around the ring, and I bet it still wouldn't be the worst match of the night. Well, I bet it would be the fucking worst match of the night because I have to be honest with you here. I've not been hugely impressed by Bray Wyatt's matches of no. late. No. No. I've not been hugely impressed by these matches. I, I feel like they've, they've always feel a bit flat to me. Maybe it's because I can't fucking see them happening. Yeah, I know that this is a big thing on this podcast. You uh-huh. talk about it. And the, Do you like the it? Not, no, mate. I've been seeing this since it happened. I, I like the idea of what they're trying to accomplish. Aye. It's too dark. It's too dark. And I went to the house show with my son. Uh, that was on was a couple of months ago at uh, the Hydro. And live... Couldn't see what was happening. 
And it was a cage match. Cage match was great, I know. Done some. This is interesting because bumps. our producer here says that you could see quite well. Aye. Mm. Must have been when I was sitting. I was on the flare. Oh, no, I was in the raised bits. Ah, right. Aye. See, I, I know people, mate. I was near the front. But I couldn't <laughs> see anything. <laughs> Dallas was near way up the fucking back like oh, you, mate. I wasn't in the right. nosebleeds, mate. Front row. <laughs> uh, Mark Joss would love to see AJ Lee or CM Punk return at the Rumble. Punk won't. Nah. See what Punk said the other day? Punk's not coming back, <laughs> no. mate. Punk, I mean, uh, it's just, that's in the past. He's, he's, it's, it's Fox. He's hired by Fox. People need to get this out of their head that he's going to, like, do something with WWE. Aye. He's no. I, I just don't see it. It's not going to happen. Uh, Mike Buchanan says, all three personas of Mick Foley back in the Rumble since he's as mad as a brush. Is he as mad as a brush, though? I never got this. I've he's never pretty, got this feeling he's... He's no, mate. Nah, no, he's not he's, mad as a brush like at a, all. He seems like a laid-back... Um, um, Tranquil human being, a when tranquil you talk to him. dad, kind of guy, um, and I don't think he should be. Man, he's getting on a bit in years. I love, I love Mick to death, but I mean, I don't even think Mick would be cleared to. No, there. Aye, sorry for raining on your parade, there, pal. <laughs> Mikey, um, Shane O'Mac tries a coast to coast and gets drop kicked over the top rope. Mid air, pure computer game stuff. Bet you could do it, no? Bet you. Aye. Bet you would do it. Bet you would do it. And he's, he's, he's fucking great. I've always liked him. I think people sometimes forget just how important an element he was during the Attitude Era. Aye. It was like a massively important one. You think of some of the big moments. It was like, it was always in the mix. Feeding me X-Pop and all that for WrestleMania 15 stuff, aye. Always like, always like doing moves and then pulling down his tap to cover his belly. So <laughs> I always just to think about I'm covering, pulling his tap down, which is just that, you know, which I really like because it's just a thing like a punter would do if he became a wrestler. <laughs> would be like, I don't want to see my belly. Um, Chaz589 says Gangrel with full entrance would love to see that Gangrel entrance again it was meant to work for me last year it was meant to work for me last year in Aberdeen and he missed the flight oh, it was meant to be him and Jester and I was going to, I'd, uh, I'd go permission after we'd use the proper music I was going to have the oh. lights out we were going to get flames for on the stage and all that blood and was going to be blood we were, we were going to have Jester get um, drenched in blood as well why? 100% we were going to go full, full, the whole full boon on mate Got to do it all, man. Um, but I couldn't do it. Uh, Chris would like to see Val Venus, but update his character so he's now a Ron Jeremy like old rundown porn star. Mate. They all do a big fat belly, handlebar tash, ugly as fuck. I mean, that's a fucking. I, I saw this here. online and I actually took a screenshot on my phone because if he's didn't bring it up, I was going to bring it up. I love that. That's a that sounds idea. like a cracking gimmick, man. It does. Aye, like they're still just sweaty Aye. porn star. Still doing the same stuff. Aye. But fuck, man, he's fucking like himself. He dies, man. Does he know, does Val Venus know, um, does he know sell he like a fucking we- weed or something? Weed no. dispensary he runs now. Uh-huh. He's called C- Captain Weed or Captain Marijuana or something like that. <laughs> He's went half a deep end. Uh, do you know hear the story? I know that he's. He, but he'll be doing it in a state where it's legal, and he'll probably be making a lot of money and all that, right? What, I know it's, it's legal. He's not like growing. I, out I, his I, know, I know. It's not like <laughs> he's still got to grow. Uh, he's, he's not, not like breaking bad. Uh, it's like he's, he's not up the flights, flats, nights with me. We yeah. grow. He's doing a. You know, he's he's like he's, he'll be making plenty of money. I would think. Uh, here's the thing I know. Like, everybody says he's mega out of shape, right? But people don't realise that that wasn't him. See the photo that surfaced years ago? Aye. Uh, him, so it was like in somebody's back garden, this wrestling show, like hor- horrific, horrific, like hardly anybody there. And he's like doing this pin where he's just sitting on the guy and he's guts out and all that. But it's no him. Apparently it was his brother pretending to people he was him uh. and doing like uh, indies and whatever state that was in until eventually <laughs> fucking, just went. Get the two of them in as a tag team. <laughs> mate, get the two of them in as a fucking tag team. Um, Louis would love to see Chips, Cheese and Donner meet enter at 28, 29, 30 then one of them to win the Rumble and win the WWE Championship would mean 
we could get a wee picture of kebab on the belt. They would do that. WWE the would do that. El Russo Malos is Grado. Well, he is. He is. He is. He And I hope it's a long entrance way like last year and Grado has to stop and have a fag halfway down. <laughs> and he gets Jack Jester and Shaq to come and lift him down and throw him in. Brock and throws him out into Jack and Shaz's arms and they carry him so Grado doesn't get eliminated because his feet doesn't touch a grunt and he can claim to be the rightful winner. Okay, you have a wee lie down now. <laughs> it could be, Grado. I always think that. I always think it could be... It could be. If the guy's no there, the guy's... If basically, I, I, I think if I'm sitting to watch Royal Rumble in my living room, anybody that's no one in my living room with me, it could be <laughs> them. <laughs> it could be them. It's number yes. 30. You know yes. I mean? it, I, I never, like, I've got all the faith in the world with my boy Grado. Never rule out him showing up in the WWE one day. Right. Okay. There's a chance to put this to you now. I wouldn't do it with Grado in the room now. I wouldn't put this to you now. Why is Grado no in the WWE or at NXT UK? Right. Or own NW Power or own Impact? Or? I think, right, it was doing America a lot more. So in terms of like doing NW or AEW or anything like that, I think that his focus was the contracts he had with like Impact and stuff like that. Whereas now he's got with like the panel things with yourself or his TV work or that mm-hmm. I think he's got a vested interest in being an entertainer in Scotland now yep. so he hasn't got the free time in the schedule because he's got contracts out with wrestling for other things mm-hmm. he can't go and do that in terms of NXT UK I'm scunnered mate as to why he'd be one of my top guys in my list of people if I was in charge of it Aye. I'd be like if, if I was involved in it anyway I'd be like ah, why have we no Gradle here do you know what I mean? Like, yep. he is Grado. World of Sport had the right idea. Do you know what I mean? They made him I the, mean, he was right up front. Mate, exactly, man. And if you only need to go to a show, whether it's an adult show or kid show, and tell me that Grado isn't he? One of the most over-wrestlers in the history of British wrestling. The one, the one criticism I would make in NXT UK, and I've thought this for quite a while, is it's 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 very serious, isn't it? It's like, it's very serious. It needs a, bit, a break up, and I genuinely do think that as well, mate. There, there's the occasional episode you watch where you're kind of like, man, I actually feel a bit depressed after watching that. Because, <laughs> because, so because it's so fucking serious, you know what I mean? Mate, I'm, I'm a great believer in wrestling should be the free ring circus. Yep. You should have the comedy, you should have the high flyers, you should have this, this, this. And yes, if I had one criticism of it, it would be the exact same as yours, mate, that sometimes it seems like everything is just everybody is fucking raging. Aye, everybody's like, a downer. But it's meant aye. to be your day-to-day job, so you shouldn't be fuming every day. Aye, aye, aye. Um, so what was your favourite ever surprise entrance at the Rumble? Oh, God, my favourite ever surprise entrance would probably be... Eh, Roddy Piper. When was that again? Roddy Piper was 20-something. It was Madison Square Garden. Jimmy Snooker had came in as a surprise entrant. They were quite old at the time. Aye, aye, aye. It must have been just a couple of years before he died. Um, and it went 3-2-1. The bagpipes hit. And he came out with this big swagger. And blitz. <laughs> I've never seen it before or since. His swagger was that big that he didn't take his jacket off. He swaggered his jacket off. It just sort of swung <laughs> off his arms. And it when when it got to like the one he horn fully off, he just threw it into the crowd. Beautiful. And then got in the ring and had this moment where him and Jimmy Snooker just stared at each other. And everybody else in the match all stopped. Because every you could see that everybody in that ring turned into a wing again for two minutes went, Mate, here's Jimmy Snooker and Roddy Piper. And then yep. he just started punching each other. And 
I don't care what happened next. For me, I can't remember which one it was, but it was when Mr. Perfect came back and one of the rumbles. 2001 or 2002. That would have been, and he went right to the final four. And no just fucking came back. What I loved about it was, it wasn't just like, there's Mr. Perfect. It's like, he's fucking, he might fucking win this. He might win this, you know what I mean? He had so much, I think he had so much respect for everybody that was in the ring. That it was like even if I think even if they'd suggested writing it like oh he's just coming in and gone out everybody's like no mate no, Stone Cold no, we're we'll taking the perfect let, plex now yep. let him fling mute because uh, uh, he was my perfect was my when I was a wee guy you know when some of my my mates were into like Hogan or mates were into the Warrior and stuff like that, perfect was my guy Mr. Perfect I just thought it was the he was dynamite, coolest man. fucking guy Aye. and I hated Bret Hart that's why like you know I was never a big Bret Hart fan most people I know love Bret Hart you know Aye. what I mean but I fucking hated Bret Hart most of my life because just because of the Mr. Perfect Bret Hart rivalry you know what I mean Cause that I match was dynamite though Aye. unbelievable that was at SummerSlam 91 Aye. I'm a pure geek, ain't I, man, when it comes to wrestling? Mate, I, expect you, I, expect, I expect you to know that stuff. It's such a refreshing thing as well, because when Gredo's on, he's just like, well, what is wrestling again? Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, any surprise entrance at the square go? Obviously, you can't tell us, but yes. will there be surprise entrance? Yes, there will. Yes, man! And there will be some very good surprise entrance. Oh, yeah. So, your tickets uh, now, Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster. Get get <laughs> your tickets. It's going to be unmissable. I've, he's told me after hour who the surprise entrants are, and you're not going to fucking believe it, Mate. by the way. You're not going to... I thought all the Golden Girls were dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's no time for your chance to win a crate of beer, 52, and our match of the week. Last week, Grado picked out Taz's WWF debut from the Royal Rumble in 2000, and his question was, what was the fucked up finish? that match it was not Gavin Phillips suggestion that Funaki runs in and teabags Kurt while he's in a Taz mission it was in fact that Taz wins via Taz mission but Angle gets overruled because it's an illegal chokehold congratulations to Mark Hopkins who remembered that well brilliant memory you've got there Mark Hopkins or a brilliant ability to search for something on YouTube and then watch the last two minutes of it Right, now we have mere chances for you to win beer. We pick a classic wrestling match to watch and all you have to do is answer a question on it. Everybody who gets the right answer will go into the draw to win the beer. You can enter by checking out the match and answering the question on the Wrestling Daft Facebook page or replying to the tweet on Twitter, at Wrestling Daft. Winners must be over 18 because it's alcohol, for God's sake. And you need to stay in the UK. Uh, so here we go, Dallas is going to pick out a match for us to watch. Right, so I was going to... I've had two ma- matches in mind. And You're allowed to pick an ICW match, by the way. Although it's not on YouTube, but people need no, to sign no, no, up. I, I think people like, need to sign up to on demand. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. That's a uh, great promoter brain there. Uh, you know what I mean? I got a rager when I found out you said T-shirts after 10 weeks of having a podcast, mate. I had a wee tear in mine or that. Um, but... I was going to pick, there was two matches I was going to pick, and then just in my head, I don't know why this match, randomly as you were talking there, has popped into my head, but it's a great match that isn't that well known, that people should watch, and it's for Nitro, and it's Goldberg winning the US title against Raven, and if we've got a question, the question would be, who did Raven defeat the night before on pay-per-view to win the US title? Oh man. That is one of great a uh, one of Goldberg's greatest ever matches to this day. I can't even remember it. It's it's very fast. I believe it's like seven or eight minutes long. And at that point all he'd been doing is the this was just Raven just comes out and squashes him. Uh, he, 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 he doesn't he just squash him like this is the thing I'm saying is like he, he squashed everybody and this was them trying to transition up we have the odd match where it was aye, a bit aye, more aye. competitive. And Raven it's a masterclass for Raven own putting a match together Ray, I mean 
you can, it's, it's easy to forget now because Raven's fucking bananas, right? But Raven was fucking. It was cool. He was dynamite. He, he was quality. Aye. You know what I mean, but this is this is like him. He's, he's finest. It was like uh, Ravens. Was it Ravens Rules? Yeah. Whatever so it was. It was under Ravens Rules, and it was just this. Just for the the minute the bell went, it was just fast paced, hard hitting. It's a fantastic match. It's for the twentieth of April. 1998 Fuck off. on Nitro. Oh, no way you <laughs> fucking just remembered that. <laughs> check that. Somebody check that. See if it's right. 420. Um, and you can get free beer. 1998. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get free beer. Free beer 52 as well, by the way. All you need today, right? If you want it, right? Let's go He's to right. beer. He's right. He's right. Is <laughs> yes. it the right? Unbelievable. It's the right. I mean, that's that's knowledge of wrestling. You must be a wrestling fan, mate. You must like wrestling. <laughs> All you need today is go to beer52.com forward slash wrestling and we can sort out free beers for you. You just need to cover the postage, £4.95. And as you're a wrestling daft listener, we'll give you two extra free beers on your first box. So that's a total of 10. That's right, 10 free beers. It's a monthly subscription service for beer. So just go to beer52.com forward slash wrestling to get your first case of 10 beers. For free. Joe Hendry has fulfilled his dream. Have you been any Wait a minute! Wait a minute! We're not still at this! Riddle! He went to the middle of the room! Riddle wins! Riddle wins! What the hell? What the hell? Oh, and you Okay, please welcome to the show a former ICW World Heavyweight Champion. The only two-time winner of the square goal. Is that right, Dallas? That is correct. Only two-time winner of the fucking square goal. Can you believe that? He's a co-founder of the prestigious GPWA Wrestling School in Glasgow. He is, in my opinion, the best promo in the country. It is none other than Red Stroke Rudo Lightning. How you doing? Uh, big fan of the show, it's good to be here. Bro, wait, have you here, mate? Uh, I wasn't the world champ at the time. Yo. Uh, it wasn't a world title. It was, uh, a, it was, also, it was, I was just, just an ICW regional hit. champion of Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> I only defended Champion of Mary the, Hill. The, what would that have been? The Apollo? No, the Classic, classic Grand. Grand. No, we were in the garage by then, I think. No, you had no, you had it for a while. You, you, because I remember you having the match. Remember we ran out of time, and you were maybe fighting BT Gun in the main event. Uh, that was a garage. And did somebody not attack you with a shoe? So you took the guy's shoe off him, and right. the guy was like, so he went backstage with a shoe, and he went, I've got this guy's shoe, and the guy came out after the show and was raging, going, I want my shoe back, and Andy's like, no, hey, Red's like, no, you're not getting your <laughs> shoe back. So the guy had to walk came with one shoe. The I the we the square goal was in the classic. And then the f- after that, the, the show after that was our first show in the garage. And I had a match with Johnny Moss. I do not remember I this. I wrestled Mossy in the garage, first show in the garage. And then I disappeared for ages and then came back and eventually won the ISW regional title of, of Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> Lanarkshire. 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 I did defend in Edinburgh.
You did. It's still First the lineage, though. It's still, hold on, though. It's still the lineage in it. It's, it's, still, the same it's still the same fucking belt. Aye. Aye. I mean, Come I'll, on. I'll give you that. I'll give you fucking that. Fucking ICW World <laughs> Heavyweight Champion sitting opposite us here. And he's going, Wow, oh, it's not really. Can you imagine fucking Hulk Hogan? Dead? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really a world title when you think about it. It was kind of mere. It was perspective. Aye. It's perspective. It's a very humble, very modest guy here. For somebody who plays one, you, you play a fucking amazing heel. What a fucking amazing heel is that do you feel is that like when you're a wee guy watching wrestling or did you want to be a heel is that what you wanted to be I don't know um, I'm trying to think back to kind of who my favourites were at the time prob- probably Triple H like 2000 Triple H mm-hmm. by that point I was about 14 13, 14 so um, so he was I, cool as fuck I, at that time it, but he when I first came into wrestling, I was always a babyface. I was a babyface for the first maybe six, seven years. Right. I'd never, ever been a villain, and um, I, I get the opportunity. Because Red Lightning isn't a baddie's name, is it? No, I don't know what that is. I mean, it, <laughs> Wait, what is the origins of that? What I is the origins of that I've name? never thought about this before. Why are you called Red Lightning? <laughs> well, at the time, it's, just, it's a simple story, really. It's nothing exciting, but the promoter wanted to call me. Blue lightning, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, hold on, I want a bit of input here. <laughs> uh, I don't even, I don't like the colour blue. Nothing to do with angels and that, but yep. I just red was my favourite colour. And I thought if I'm gonna you're gonna slap a colour on me, <laughs> let me wear red. You Aye. know? And it tied in because So you weren't wearing red before you had the name? I had the name first. Right, okay. Um, but I don't know if you remember a shop called Dog Extreme Wear. No. It, it, it was a shop, right? It was just, <laughs> there, are, there, are, there are probably, hopefully, people out there that know what I'm talking about. Um, they sold these mad, it was the mad baggy trousers with the tassels hanging off them. Uh-huh. And that was a big thing in the early 2000s, like kind of new metal kind of thing. Going aye, on. aye. And the dog extreme wear was shutting down, <laughs> right? They're having a closing down sale. <laughs> right, and they, uh, right, I swear to God. This is a fucking I story. I got my first wrestling gear for £3. Yeah, <laughs> 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 dog extreme wear. And it was, they were great. I mean, they really were good. Right? I mean, you think like a... Think like Sabu. Aye, aye, think aye. like a cross between Sabu and Marty Gennetti. Sick Nick. <laughs> Sick Nick Mondo. Kind of, best, wasn't it? I bought a white pair as well. And I painted the tassels blue. And that was my Scotland once. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, any time there was a Scotland, England, that's that thing going on in the show, I would bang out the Scotland <laughs> dogs. And I wore I, I wore that stuff for a couple of years. But the whole red thing was like, mate, I, I can't get blue ones. You know? So aye, aye. You just need to call me Red Lightning because the only colour I could get was red. <laughs> And it, that was it, because the, 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 there was one of these um, shops inside East Cobride Shopping Centre, if anybody's familiar with it, where the Sports Direct is now, next to that, was <laughs> a dog shop. It's just the most glamorous wrestling fucking story and I've ever we, heard of. And we actually trained in the post, uh, one of our first places that we trained was inside the post office building at the side of East Cobride Shopping right, Centre. Because we, we hear a lot about this fucking East Cobride post office, aye, didn't aye, we, on this aye. show? Um, that's where, the, as you know, the Jake Shake Snake kind of took place and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was there, obviously. But the, the top floor, essentially, was the rec area for the posties. Down the stair, you know, 
this is the sorting office. Aye, aye, aye. You know, you walk into the sorting office, but for some reason they had they had judo mats in this place. I don't know what they'd done with them. <laughs> <laughs> Filming pornos. So you know, we we that that was it. We we set these up every Sunday, and I mean. It was an eight hour, I mean, we trained for eight hours. We trained for 12 in the afternoon till right. eight o'clock in the evening every Sunday in, the, in this place. And that was, was a that gym through by as well. That wasn't kicking about blethering. You were like going for it for that full eight hours. It was weird, man. It, it, I mean, it's absolutely not what you should be doing. You know, if you're coaching people, training people to wrestle, right. like eight hour shift. We would, I mean, it's crazy. We would go to, we'd go to the chippy. We would just, we would go to the chippy. <laughs> For lunch, we'd be sitting eating chips and curry and that, and then we would just get back to our wrestling. Back Sports scene was on, and you know, this is two thousand and two, right? So the telly uh-huh. is like the big ancient telly in the corner. Slap it and all that to get the the aerial right, so you can watch the football in the corner. Yeah, um, it was it, it was the, at the time that was I think it's important to paint a picture of this. I think a day because. You know, I say to you about East Kilbride Post Office thing keeps coming up on this show, and it's the, what you're talking about there. That training you're talking about there is so integral to the scene here in Scotland, right? right that it's important. Let's try and fucking paint I mean, a, picture, I, a definitive picture of the day. What you take yourself back, right? You're walking <laughs> in. What are you seeing? Who's there? What is it like? What are you smelling? What is it like? Because <laughs> well, I think the punters I, would like to hear you know, this because I honestly this is, remember it like it was. Uh, yesterday, you know, you had the kitchen in the right, there was a pool table. Um, you nearly killed me with that pool table. I was sitting under that one day, he came out farted right in my face, <laughs> but I was lying on the leg of the pool table underneath it. So I went to stone up, scalped my head, he oh. ran away, I went to run after him, ran into the flare. One of his farts near enough uh, killed me one nearly time. Nearly did you? I mean, with that pool the, table. The, the actual, you know, it was a small room. Aye. You know, it, it, it was like your, your work common room. Which is what it was. Yeah, um, the actual area wasn't that big. Wasn't a big area, <laughs> really. You know, and at times it was cramped. There was a lot of people there. Uh, we, you know, you're bouncing off radiators, kidding. Who's there? Give names. Give some names. Wolfgang, he appeared soon mm-hmm. after we moved to the post office because, in actual fact, we used to train in John Wright Sports Centre, which is in East Kilbride as well, and. Um, I, I believe the Jake the Snake seminar was the first training to ever take place in the post office. After that seminar, we moved there. I mean, you you were kind of bouncing in and out at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Kid fight was kind of bouncing in and out at the time. Nudal, Nudal, you were there. You were you were wrestling training. You were yes. training to wrestle. Yes, it wasn't that I ever wanted to fully be a wrestler but back then you couldn't just go on Facebook and run a show so I knew to get into the business I had to actually get into the business so aye, aye, aye. if I had to get leathered a couple of times when I was younger like, get was in, that's what I was going to do before the Jake seminar we were a very small group of people mm-hmm. um, it was myself Drew uh, Stu Pendis and Jamie Impact these two guys uh, they were brothers and they drove down for Aberdeen every week to, to train um, a, a guy called Draven Cage. Um, he was his name was Henry, and he actually, <laughs> he actually, on my first day, at, I I started at the John Wright, so it was him that kind of taught me in my first day. Crazy, I mean, this guy had no idea. Aye, nobody had any idea what they were doing because like, he's were training even, each other, right? Aye, I mean, aye. that was the 
I, I don't know. I mean, but, I, but it's crazy I, I, to me that but the thing that always fucking baffles me about it is because you would imagine all these young people would get together to do this and they would like they would fuck about for like maybe a year and nothing would come of it. But the fact that so many has fucking made it is met is like it's bananas. Like because it special, seems to be against it's every special, logic. It's a special um, group of people. You know, it's a group of people who and what we all share in common is. At a certain point in our life, and most people, when they tell that story, this moment came at a very young age. Aye. That where they decided that they were going to be wrestlers. And I remember, you know, my moment. Uh, I was in a family holiday in France, and uh, we were all sitting at a dinner, and I told my family at this dinner that I, I was going to be a professional wrestler. I was, I was going to be in the professional wrestling industry. And, mm-hmm. You know, I think at the time, it was, you know... What age were you? Twelve. Twelve. Um, at the time, your, your family probably weren't they, like, trained to encourage you. Aye, aye, aye. To aye. be like that. You know, it's kind of like, oh, don't be stupid. You know, it's stupid. And I'm like, it's not stupid. And it was also like, what was the path? The path wasn't in sight, aye, was it really? No. I Either. mean, you would... And again, it's something that everybody mentions is that for us up here, if we want, at that particular point, if we wanted an education in wrestling, you're a 15-hour journey to either Portsmouth or Kent. Aye. And your parents aren't going to let you do that. No. You know, but rightfully so. Um, so it, it was just a, a really... It's a phenomenon. I mean, the only way to describe it is phenomenon. Mm-hmm. When you look at the, the um, I mean, I, I might be jumping ahead of the kind of interview here or whatever we're going to be talking about, but I, I mean, I think ICW was the, the, you know, the coming together of all the people and the, from different backgrounds, you know, um, and different upbringings, but shared the same common goal. Aye. And I mean, it's, it might sound crazy, but we achieved so much together as a group to the point where we then influenced other companies down south oh, to I do the same. But ultimately, WWE had to come here and set up their own company. I, listen, I'm I'm completely with you on this. I'm I'm always saying this. It's it's camaraderie sort of thing. Well, maybe? the thing it's seen about NXT UK, right, for example, right, the WWE have, have came in here and they've set this up and it's great that they've set this up and it's great the boys are there working there and all that, right? And it's a great thing that they've done it. And the WWE likes to sell the story. This is their job to, to kind of sell the story of, like, we have given you your brand here and, you know, this is the, this is what the fans wanted. This is your brand. This, that's the whole NXT ethos is like, this is yours. This is yours. But we can't lose sight of the fact that what WWE did, that was a that was a competitive move they made there. It wasn't a supportive move. It was a competitive move. It's great that guys have got careers out it and stuff like that, but it was still a fucking competitive move as far as I can see, you know what I mean? Because there were things happening in this country. There were things building up and WWE did what WWE did. They see things exploding and burgeoning in places and they go well that's that has to be us now that has to be that has to be us you know what i mean that's so 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 it's and again if you follow that right back for others like you know you know you get companies doing south like progress and all that kind of stuff it's like we you always feel weird when you're a always feels weird when you're a scottish person saying this kind of thing because it always feels like you're doing that Scottish thing again, a fucking claiming, claiming the group. But we started it. It was like Scotland fucking started it. And there would be no NXT UK if it wasn't for fucking Scotland. 
I think the influence across the UK, uh, Scottish performers, even on the English shows, at a time where the, the, there was a lot of growth happening across the UK. If I mean, even now, the, the, the cream of the crop are where they should be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you'd have asked anybody, probably even as far back as 2012, 13, and at the turn of the decade, who's going to be in WWE? You would have said Joe Coffey. You would have said Mark Coffey. You would have said Wolfgang, probably. Aye. Viper and Kayleigh Ray. Uh, so, it's in comp- competition is fine. You know, that w- they're entitled to do that. If, if we created, or if we had a hand in creating the, the base for, for other companies to then do the same thing, you know, that's flattering. Oh, no, 100%, eh? At the moment, I think, in the UK now, we're looking at the, the UK scene and how, how the UK scene kind of plays out, and there's a lot of people in certain areas that are unsure about the NXT UK kind of mm-hmm. thing. That they're not sure about it. Do we do we go with it, or do we do we go against it? Aye. Essentially, as, as the burning question. And I think, for what we've all achieved together, I think there's, there's more to come in that. And I think we can now probably do this together on a global scale. Aye. You know, rather than just Scotland. And because everybody's got a talent, you know, like Dallas is a talented writer, a promoter. We've got talented cameramen. We've got talented editors. We've got talented everything. You Aye. know, everybody, there are a lot of talented people here. And there's a plate if they want it. I think there's a place for everybody in that system aye, aye, aye. to help that system grow. And I don't think WWE have, have realised that yet quite. I think they're only scratching the surface when they've got the best performers that they can find in, in the country. Yep. There's a lot of other talented people out there as well that could help make their product better. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I hope that they do a bit of, bit of searching and, and, and find them. Aye. Essentially, I mean, I'm talking about me, obviously. I talking about yourself. You're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's not be around the bush here. WWE sitting do. right there for fuck's sake. There is nothing there. I can't do. Right, but you, you can't. But wait a minute, though. You can't do these things because you actually have uh, really a lot of fucking responsibilities on your shoulders. Yeah. Right now, um, both at like ICW and with the training and stuff like that. I mean, what is what is your role now, fucking day to day, week to week? I've written. I, I mean, for, <laughs> for, from an ICW perspective, just I wouldn't say as much creative, but lending that. Yeah, there's, there's certainly an element Aye. of creative though, Aye. as we went. Do you know what I mean? Like you're definitely like you, when I'm writing stuff, I will ask him, "What do you think of this?" Having a wrestling, having a wrestling mind on the team is probably something that ICW have been lacking over the last year or so. Mm-hmm. So that's good. The, the the school obviously we set that school up five years ago yep. GPWA and I think we've given a lot of opportunities to a lot of people um, created a lot of work for a lot of people at the time it was it was difficult you know coming coming into a market where there was two two big schools in Scotland mm-hmm. at that point in time and we decided to throw. Are happening in the ring and and be the third, 
And but you had that thing though of being adjacent to ICW yep. kind of, so obviously that's like a big appeal for people in it because you're wanting. I mean, yep. if, I, if I'm a young guy coming up in Scotland or a young woman coming up in Scotland that wants to be in the wrestling business, I want to be working at ICW. You know Central I mean? location as well for us was a big thing. Um, I mean, other schools are out, kind of Barhead, Airdrie, um, and the, the south side of Glasgow. So. Aye. But for us to be, I mean, traditionally wrestling schools have been a you, fucking pain in the arse to get to. Two hours to get to wrestling school aye. every week, and for us, it's like five minutes for Buchanan bus station, yeah. five minutes for Queen Street, whatever. Um, it was difficult, but it, it's it's been a really hard journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it set me up for the next phase in my career. Aye. You know, in terms of now. We're now entered, like I still are now entering the family wrestling market. Um, no, I want to hear. I want to hear much more about that because I've had there, there was people contacting me. I had a couple of people contacting me before Christmas, right? Um, a couple of people I know, and they were saying, eh, "I want to buy tickets as a Christmas present to a wrestling show for like my Wayne or for my nephew, right, and stuff like that." And I was and I was saying, "Well, this is the show." You want to go and see, you know what I mean? This is the show you want to go and see, and I think there is there is always people in Scotland looking for um, that family wrestling show they can go and see. Obviously, Grado does his thing at the Pavilion, does his big kind of family thing, but they are they're no too regular they shows. Um, but so I'm I'm curious, like, what what is the thinking so far about this? Well, this is something that's been in the works for me personally for like five years, and I didn't. I honestly didn't think that was going to come as a, a joint venture between ICW and Wrestling Experience Scotland, mm-hmm. but that's the way it worked. That's the way it happened, and that's how it landed. Aye. But we have a tremendous roster of talent, and again, you can see these people on other shows. Aye. That doesn't make us different either. The experience as a whole, I, f- I feel, is what's going to set this apart from other shows and it's something that so you're talking up you're talking up you're saying it's going to be a bang for your buck it's a culmination it's a culmination of me working with all these people and thinking right who is best placed on these types of shows because all over the country in the UK we see the word family friendly on a poster right now family friendly doesn't mean there's no swearing on this show so you can bring your kid aye it means that this show is specifically catered towards a younger audience. Aye. Across and the board. Yep. That, that's family friendly. That's the definition of family friendly. Now, if you're going to be a family friendly show and it's going to be a a serious product, like a serious wrestling show, like mm-hmm. we were talking about NXT UK earlier being a, a wrestling product, Aye. that's not something you would take your kids to. No. At the moment, but I think that's kind of where we're kind of going with it, is trying to absolutely. I would expect it to be teething problems, but again, I've been trying a lot of this stuff out for a long time because I've been running small shows and yep. small venues in Deniston, and you know we have the asylum where we're on shows there, and going away up the back of Loch Lomond and yep. running in a, in a hall in there. And just trying stuff where everybody's in, in listening and seeing what works. And I think it's been an interesting thing actually for a lot of people out there who would ordinarily go to an ICW show 
um, or or go to like a, what I would, you know, a more serious, more adult-oriented wrestling show. It'd be interesting for them to go and experience a family wrestling show as well because that's, that's the, they can be absolutely magic. These yep. family wrestling shows, the atmosphere and seeing we seeing we wins running running away for baddies, like yep. running away for the barriers and all that is just is just an amazing thing. You know what Aye. I mean? And the, again, as a parent, the kind of joy that you draw for seeing your kid enjoying a Aye. show. It's like creating you, memories, isn't it? It's creating stuff. things that you remember when you're an old guy, your brain's been back to you, went to that wrestling show and all that sort of thing. Aye. It's gone for that. It's like, there's enough like normal, if you want to call it that, wrestling out there. It's like people are losing sight of and and it's the that stuff I think that kids. makes the wrestling fans of the future as well. Exactly, is, you know, is is that that kind of that kind of thing. What about so so you can buy tickets for these shows the new, can't you? Yep. The tickets are on sale. Ticketmaster as well. It's kind of it's it's an ICW brand mm-hmm. really. I think the I, ICW for years, I guess, were probably getting these inquiries. Oh, non- listen, non-stop, man. Listen, seriously, um, but so many people have said to me, I would love to go and like go to ICW, but I can't take my boy here, I can't take my humans, you know. It's... But I th- yeah, and I think there's there's something to be said as well. I'm not putting words in ICW's mouth, but my personal opinion on it is that ICW, as a as a company, has given so much to the Scottish wrestling kind of scene or. or you know, fraternity, so to speak. The it's about time that they done something like this, and I, and I, and I don't think anybody can really deny them that opportunity. Dallas, just a question for you here: Was there ever any point where you considered shifting ICW? Further towards the PG area, there must that must a moment must have occurred to you. And I know you're, you, I've never met anybody so committed to the fucking ethos of what ICW is. But you must have had the occasional moment where you thought we're leaving money on the table. Here. I have thought that for years, and it wasn't that I was going to take ICW under that name in debt. But there's money there that should be going into the the pot at ICW, creating mere shows for talent to get mere wages and right. all that sort of thing. So, uh, but it was just like, I just would encounter so much crap if I tried to do that back then. I didn't want to do it. Plus, ICW was a full-time job, so it was like, this is like creating a second job. Aye. Then when I saw what Andy was doing, uh, I, I was like, then we had our discussions, and then eventually it was like, look, mate, we can do this together, and you can run this. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? This is still going to be yours. You're still in charge of this. But, but the infrastructure. Aye, running a thing like ICW is a full-time job, so I can't do both. Aye. And I need somebody that I can trust 100% and right. I know is good. Because saying that about trusting Andy, right, about, here's, the, here's the interesting thing I think about you, right, and I've, I've always thought it's interesting thing about you. If you're, if you're a punter watching a wrestling show, right, and you come out and you're fucking, you're, you're brash, right, and you're, you're this, so you talk about your heel runs, right, you're brash and you're this, you're a fucking arsehole, right, you're fucking a loathsome arsehole right in the ring but you've always had this kind of behind the scenes you've always had this almost kind of statesman like kind of vibe about you're very responsible like seriously like seriously you've always had this kind of vibe about you and I remember even um, when we were doing we were doing Kelvin Brawl and we were going to you know we were doing it was me and Grado against you and uh, Greg Hempel and we were doing that and I'd you know, I was a big fan of your work, but I'd never really met you properly and all that. And I just, me, I remember me and Greg both being like, this guy is like fucking, 
like, like a statesman, like a fucking, <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> this guy, because obviously you're working with Grado, he's fucking daft as a brush, right, and he's just excited and distracted, right, like a puppy kind of, right, and then, and I remember we were shitting ourselves kind of wee bit, me and Greg were kind of like, is this, we don't know what we're fucking doing. And Rudo is uh, no stranger to putting together a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, which not, is exactly what he did, by the way, which is exactly what he did, but he, he came in, and, and I just remember it was just, you came in and you were talking to his Nona and you were just, you know, nice and calm. Well, we're going to do this. I mean, we'll write down exactly what we're going to do, beat, beat by beat, what we're going to do. You're going to remember it and you're not going to forget it. And I remember like the f- that first time you came in, me and Greg were at each other, it's going to be fine. We're going to be all right. You know what I mean? It was just like, this guy's fucking, finally, somebody's came in to kind of, you know, <laughs> calm the situation it. down, take control, go, everything's going to be all right. Here's how we're going to do it. So, so we, you know, so we did this. We did this big event, and really, the idea at the time was just me and Greg were big fans of the wrestling scene up here in Scotland, and we were like, let's just do some a couple of shows that's just like an extra wee bit of kind of spotlight on everything that was going on because it's not a thing you could have done. This is that's the thing because it's not a thing you, we couldn't have done. Oren Watt and Kelvin Brawl, um, if there wasn't anything going on, if you know what I mean. The, the reason why we did it wasn't because there was nothing going on. The reason why we did it is because there was stuff going on. So we knew that if we did these shows, because people did go, oh my God, you're going to do a wrestling promotion and run a wrestling promotion every week. That's brilliant. And we were like, no, because that's never the point. The point is, did you enjoy Oren War? Did you enjoy Kelvin Brawl? You can go out next week and see a wrestling show in Scotland that has these guys on the show. You it know what I mean? It can be uh, understated how big a deal it was that you used Sean, that mainstream spotlight in Scotland, on industry so I'll, I'll well, never forget it do you know what I mean the best thing Oren and it's, I just kind of stopped thinking about it I'm just going to burst it laughing like Mossy mate I was going to say that who he was came it came up and he went there you are Karen Dumbazin Karen Dumbazin <laughs> we've made it so we looked down it was Muriel Gray <laughs> <laughs> but was it he doesn't oh, know who Muriel God. Gray is he thought yep, it was yep. Karen Dumbazin but you would you you know, it's entirely possible Aye. that an English guy we had would na- think... I mean, we, I remember when we did Oren War, we had na- there was nowhere to get changed, I remember, up in the balcony getting changed and stairs. stuff like that, up, the, up in the wee fucking stairs and stuff. And it, it was a great time for us, and it was it all kind of happened at that point in time. Like You were the ICW champ at the time. Because Grado and I had formed this immense chemistry at, at this point. Like, the... Vice documentary the, the, was the it? Vice documentary and the match that was in that was only like two months before or anymore. Like right. It had only been two months since Grado and I had first. So this was new and this was different and this was pretty. It was hot at the time. Yeah. It really was. And I, I've, I, you know, I, I always say this as well. You know, and I'm sure Grado would even fucking agree with this. There was Grado's road, his journey would have been much more difficult if you weren't there at the time. You were like the fucking, it was like the Alpha and the Omega. You were the two perfect. Yeah, it was just the perfect. But again, we're looking at the influences on everybody else mm-hmm. on the show at the time. Grado was a pure 100% character. Aye. And everybody loved him. But what you don't think is, so was I. That's aye, what aye, I was. Aye. But I was the, the, the villain. Mm-hmm. And. He'd only been he, on two shows before that, and then it was just like, we were like, I was like, what if they're all taking to him? What if he had the title match with a champ? I bet it was, you know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't normally do that. You wouldn't normally yeah, yeah, go, yeah. oh, this guy's a comedy character that's just came in. He's had like, one wasn't even a match. It was like, he jammed the barrier, helped uh, Wolfgang and Drew McDonald. Next show, he's got a match. Show after that, he's fighting uh, Rudo, and the two of them just started doing these promos and putting them online. And this yep. just 
took on a life We knew each other. I mean, uh, incredibly, you know, it, it goes back to the post office and the John Wright. Uh, he called Gr- Chipmunk. Gradle was in that initial, that inaugural group. He was part of that inaugural group. And we lost touch. Because he was because he was in, because, you know, when I first met Gradle, was at SWA, was at Scottish Wrestling Alliance, when he was in the Lowlanders there. Um, and that was when I first met him. And I remember I remember I would check up on how he was doing, because he was like a funny, wee, even then he had like just a, a shine about him. He was like a funny wee guy that the crowd loved. Um, but then he drifted out of wrestling. You know, I remember I would uh-huh. go on Facebook and he's like, oh, he's done with wrestling. He's no hanging So I was fucking amazed when he looped back around and was suddenly back uh-huh. in the scene again. It happened a couple of times. Right. And we we never kept touch, but we knew each other. We actually ended up, we went to a TNA show and me and Wolfgang ended up sitting beside Gredo. Just his seat, his ticket was beside us right. and we spent the night with him there. And that was a good couple of years before that. But at the time when he came in and then the, the Vice documentary was there and at this point you're kind of like, right, somebody's filming something. You know, you're not ah, thinking yeah, yeah. about the significance, how significant this could be. And we we were doing our thing in ICW, we were trying to build this story and again, it kind of comes back to man security uh, as a wrestler, like a physical athletic wrestler. Mm-hmm. I need that story. You know, I need it. Oh, yeah, Otherwise, yeah. that that's my thing. That's that's my role on the show. Yep, yep. So I'm always thinking about that kind of stuff. And we created the story together, and then Gredo was involved as well. And then the Vice documentary and the way that they captured that, packaged that, aye. and then put that over in that in that film. We accidentally set this off. Like that that night was the first night this train took off. This. Mm-hmm. I'm not just talking I'm talking the whole thing that was the night he ah, first yeah. came out in ICW to like a prayer he'd done it one place before mm-hmm. but he was like I'd wanted to come out some other song he's like why do this Vice are there Andy's the champ at the time because like Andy's saying here it's no exaggeration to say that is the starting point for even NXT UK takeover in Blackpool there at the weekend people I mean it really said, is isn't it people have said it to both of us over the years that you know that particular match it was. It different. was. Aye, it was the rivalry that kicked off it the explosion. Different. It felt like you know what I mean. And what I mean, what for, unfor, what followed for me was a very different path to Gredo. You know, ultimately, I had a you know had a son. Considered doing something else. Aye. You know, for a, for a long time, I was. Why did that point come where he considered doing something else? Personally, I thought. Like Gredo's personality obviously stands out and um he was always gonna be what he is now. Mm-hmm. You know what I would say a household name in Scotland. Aye. You know, a lot a lot of people know who Gredo is. And it was his personality that got him there. I I have personality, but there wasn't any room for two of them. Mm. And as much as people would say that Gredo and I were the two that would maybe be the most likely to do something else, mm-hmm. you know, on TV or whatever. He had that sewn up at that point, and there was nearly anywhere for me to go because at this point, there's no NXT. You know, you're not going to WWE in 2012 in, in Scotland, and you're wrestling in Scotland. WWE's probably not what you're looking at. You know, so you're thinking, what's happening here? Um, you know, Orin Moore's been, Kelvin Brawl's been. Where are we going now? You know, because I missed the Insane Fight Club thing altogether. 
Aye. I was I wasn't there for any of that. I wasn't in any of the documentaries. Um, I just I guess a bit more in a, of a silent contributor to a lot of things that were going on, rather than being at the forefront. And I guess I just. But thought, I do, but I do think. I mean, ICW fans are very very aware of your legacy, though, and you know, I mean, you're one of. I think aye. if you were to say ICW fans. Like who are like who are like who are the big ICW names? Who are the you know the, the core names? You're going to be right there. You know what I mean? Well, what what followed was the whole, I mean, you know Drew coming Drew being released and coming back was essentially my saving grace because then Jester and Drew and I didn't get the opportunity to work together as the Black Label mm-hmm. and that was an incredible. I mean, for me the Black Label was is that your is that your favourite period? Almost as good as Grado and I's history like that for me and obviously I'm going to say this right uh-huh. but I feel that but in terms of cutting promos because that was all I was doing at the time because I was uh-huh. injured so I was really focusing on cutting promos doing my job I think that would fit anywhere in the world any wrestling company in the world the, the, the black label for example uh-huh. if you were to put that storyline into one of the biggest incredible. wrestling companies in aye, the world aye, aye. with the same cast it would be absolutely amazing and I just get I guess I learned a lot about cutting promos at that point in time and we got to work with like Mick Foley mm-hmm. meet, we met other people as well and you, have, I mean, you, you have had some serious fucking high points in your career you know what I mean aye, you've had some I serious yeah but ultimately I guess I was always there to put other people over that that's what I'm best at. That's my best kind of work is when I've been there to serve as the reason for putting Drew over or getting Jester mm-hmm. over or putting Grado over, you Aye. know, at the time. And then the the moment that that created it was the big part of the film, which I suppose maybe spawned in Saint Fight Club and and so on and so on and so on. But the thing that strikes me as a wee bit weird in this interview though is that you're, you're kind of downplaying your wrestling a bit. Uh, well, you're downplaying I, your wrestling a bit, which I don't think I don't think is fair. A, really, that you're. I mean, obviously, your standout thing is your character work and your promo work and all that. But there was a point in time where I was fearless. I was aware of my ability, mm. but I've always been aware of my my cap. Like, don't just basically don't do anything look shite, and you'll never aye, look shite. But there's only so far you can go with that. Like if if you're going to be in an NXT UK, for example, you have to be as diverse as possible. If you're going to make it to the dance, Aye. you have to be as diverse a performer as possible. I I think, and I just you know, I suppose I'm you know downing myself a bit in that sense, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Just shows that I'm aware of my ability and what my strengths are and what my weaknesses are, and it's up to me to try and carve something out of that. And I think, aye, the success for me has been that from day one, I was never the best in the class. I wasn't even the third or fourth best in the class, but I still made it. But to that's this what success point. is, though, isn't it? Aye, success aye, aye. is like just it's, it's it's a knowledge of yourself. I think you know what I mean. It's a kind of knowledge of. So, uh, is there any plans then for you to? Get back into the, the ring and um well yes this year I I want to perform. Yeah, in the square you know, goal. Yeah, in the square goal. No, I mean I've done that twice, mate. I'd say 
I know. Wasn't it last year, mate? Wasn't it last year? I know, year? I know, but that's exactly what I mean, though, because this is the time of people only expect. I mean, like you'll be like, you'll know, there's no way, there's no way harm again. Nah, I'd still be, still, right. still be too far. You're going to win the square goal? Nah, <laughs> no chance, mate. I'll be very busy that night. Right. But okay. yeah, I think this year I would like to wrestle. I, th- this is kind of. I feel like at this point, like taking the kind of decision to join up ISW and, and work for them and grow in that area career. that was a big decision at the, at, at the age of 33 was probably a big decision to make and that you know you're effectively admitting to yourself that right I'm probably not going to be a wrestler for much longer mm-hmm. it's time to get you know get a skill set here to try and stay in the business after wrestling Aye. and I've, I've probably been successful in that but I just there's this wee you know but I mean, it's, it's not always going to be there but I think right now I'm like I'm just not ready to not wrestle ever again it's just well you're I'm, very young to say that you're very I, young to I mean, make a decision and you, you have you have so many of the fucking tools it seems Crazy because I think you know I think audiences want to see you back in the ring as well. I think you're. I mean, I've been open about this in the past. You're my favourite Scottish wrestler. You know, what I mean, I always, you know, I always want to see you there and involved in the mix. If I'm going through, if ICW are like tweeting out things that have happened or promos or whatever, if I see you're involved in a fucking angle or a situation, I'm always like, I'm watching this. But no, just because. Um, your performance is going to be great and I'm going to enjoy your performance but also because I know if you're involved in, in a storyline or something I'm saying this is going to be a fucking good gen. you know what I mean this is going to be you know what I mean because you do have that um, quality control you know what you've I mean got, uh, you've, you've got but that, like going back to the, the story's got to be right you know the, in terms of that's when I'm uh, I, I just know what my strengths are but you know there's potential for if people are happy to jump on board with that Aye. there's potential for people out there to make money off of that and they'll just not just me so it's I feel that I offer something slightly different to everybody else I think wrestling is at the moment shifted I mean it's definitely shifting back to being a more physical game mm-hmm. you know the, the it's something that's probably just failed me and over the years and going back to when we trained there was no urgency to be in shape Aye. there was nobody telling you to be in as fit shape as possible. And also, yeah, absolutely, you should be doing that off your own back. When you got a, fam- a family and kids are in the equation as well. It's, I mean, I've found I think it's like harder to stay in shape and be healthy and all that when you've got wings. Yeah. I, I kind of feel yeah. like sometimes because you, you're, you're no think you've no got the time to think about your own body yeah. all the time. Again, Do you know what again I mean? one of the kind of reasons of taking that kind of decision to move in because I was able to leave my job and I, and I, I worked in I worked for a bank for ne- nearly ten years mm-hmm. and. I had some great friends there, but it, for for the last few years, I just thought to myself, you know, this place has held me back. All my, you know, my pals are signing for WWE now, and you know, it's kind of like you don't want to sound too full of yourself, and, and to a degree. But I feel that if things had went different for me, you know, if I hadn't get injured for a period of time, mm-hmm. and and just different life events that have got in the way then I feel that potentially you know I might have the opportunity to be at that table I'm not right. saying I would have done it but yeah. the opportunity might have presented itself yeah. which it's not 
and you know that's something that I need to deal with. And it, and it is, you know, and footballers, I guess, have the same kind of idea when they get to a certain age, they think, right, you know, Aye. this is me now. I play for Stirling Albion now. That's it. Uh-huh. No, see, I stop you stolen Albion, by the way. Oh, but, <laughs> not um, you clean out, mate. <laughs> um, Comparing us to fucking stuff. What I mean Albion. is, it's like you're thinking, no, this is probably it for me. Ah, it's probably not happening. You know, take a miracle. I think for, uh-huh. for me to be in any other sort of company in the world, like a wrestling company, from a mainstream perspective, I think Aye. at this point, I think personally, it would be an absolute miracle. But the, but the avenues are there though. I mean, that's the are, thing. Yeah. It is like, this is, and I suppose that's something you're telling your trainees, and it applies just as mm-hmm. much to you with your experience. Beautiful. Well, listen, we've went mad long because I was enjoying that so much. A fascinating, <laughs> fascinating chat. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Can't wait to to see it all happen this year, and hopefully see you in the ring as well. Would be would be great. I'm sure it will happen if I can if I can drop another maybe another stone. I'll think about it. <laughs> Just get really, really fat, man. Just go the other direction. Just yeah, get like, a that. pack about seven stone on. <laughs> me and get it's mad because Grado and I used always had this thing where he would be like a wee bit fatter than me, and then I would be a wee bit fatter than him. You know, we were Aye, neck well, and neck for a while. You fucking see him now, man. I know. He, I'm like, definitely bigger than him. He looks now, like man. an it's athlete. He looks like an athlete. <laughs> right. Cheers, man. Thanks so much. For Thanks. On. Thanks. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Wrestling Daft. I just want to give you my listener of the week. It is, of course, Hazy, who said congratulated me on my engagement to the love of my life uh can't wait nanny was invited to the wedding so forget about that but hazy is indeed our listener of the week i want to thank mark dallas for coming on and helping us out on this show i would have been on my own it would have been scary i would have hated it i would it would have been a horrible thing to listen to uh, so thanks so much for coming on man mate loved it anytime your knowledge was appreciated incredible encyclopedic knowledge of pro wrestling and also just that brilliant promoter's angle on things which oh, is always interesting um, what else is there to say I, just, I feel as if I want to leave people with some inspiring words of wisdom but instead of doing that why don't we find out what's going on with Grado's hoop I didn't want you to think he's only going to find out about Grado's arse this week I didn't want you to think we were going that upscale let's see it's live from Vegas it's Grado updating my hoop as my what do you call them hemorrhoids what do you call hemorrhoids again Piles, piles are away. They're completely gone now. That'll be just taking a right scene to the scoff out here in Vegas. So that's the first time I've heard Grado's girlfriend speak and the one word she said was piles. So Grado's still alive. Thanks everybody for tuning in and re- listening to the show. Is Grado back next week? He is, aye. Grado is back next week. He'll be joining us back and we'll find out everything they get up to it in Vegas. You know there's going to be some stories there. You know he's probably somehow managed to get into He's managed to fucking go to Washington DC and get into Trump's fucking Oval Office, no doubt. You know what he's like? He probably just phones up the White House and goes, any chance I can come in? Trump's like, aye, moan in. That's, that's the kind of hangry he does, isn't it? Right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time on Wrestling Daft. Buy your t-shirts. And rate reviewers on Apple. And rate and reviewers on is Apple. for Network. And subscribe. Subscribe to what? Or oh, to the podcast. That's right, that's what it is, isn't it? Subscribe to the podcast, folks. Thanks. Out. <laughs> <laughs>